You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org. May you be blessed by the hearing and reading of Scripture and the meditation on the Word. Have a good day. Bob also moonlights as a gardener in the, in the evenings. has done an amazing job for us uh, here around the church. If you've noticed on, over by the offices, there's grass growing on that side, and Bob has done a lot of work to make sure that that, that grass is done. And, and I can't thank you enough for all the gifts you're willing to share. Thank you so much, Bob, in that. Will you pray with me? God, we are all in need of you. And we're reminded in the scriptures that you are always with us in every step and every breath that we take. So Lord, in this time and in this space, just remind us that you are here. And Lord, as the scripture is read and as we meditate on it, transform us so that we can transform the world in your name. And all of us gathered here said, Amen. So we've been working through the book of James together, and, and in some ways it's been a lot of fun, and in some ways I'll be glad to close this chapter and move on to the next sermon series. But one of the things I, I've encouraged you to do in the book of James is these three things, to be available, to be you, and to be like Christ. To go, live like Christ, to go and love like Christ, and to go where Christ is calling you, and to do what you can with who you are, to do the platinum rule, to treat others as they would have done unto them, which means we have to learn who they are and how they want to be treated so that we can love them better and to do what the Lord requires of you, to love him and to love our neighbor. To be, go, and do, these things sometimes can, can change us and shape us and move us in such a way that we need healing or prayer or we're lost and we're alone. We don't know what we need to do. We don't know where we need to be. We don't know who we are. But that's where prayer comes into play for this. And, and James was a true believer in prayer, and, and prayer and healing. And, and those two things really go well together. That When we pray, we can be healed. And, and that doesn't mean that we're 100%. That doesn't mean that we can throw away the crutches and, and life is way better. It doesn't mean that, that, that our pain is gone. But what it means is that we become more focused and centered on God and that we realize that in the end, it will be okay. And that requires us to let go of ourselves and to admit where we are and about who we are and even to admit that it's okay to be struggling and to seek help. And I think that's what James is getting at here. Join me in James chapter 5, verses 13 through 20. Listen to these words. If any of you are suffering, they should pray. If any of you are happy, they should sing. If any of you are sick, they should call 
for the elders of the church, and the elders should pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. Prayer that comes from faith will heal the sick, for the Lord will restore them to health. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. For this reason, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful in what it can achieve. Elijah was a person just like us. And when he earnestly prayed that it would rain, no rain fell for three and a half years. He prayed again. God sent rain. The earth produced its fruit. My brothers and sisters, if any of you wander from the truth and someone turns back the wanderer, recognize that whoever brings a sinner back from the wrong path will save them from death and will bring about the forgiveness of many sins. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. Prayer changes things. It changes us, has the power of changing those around us, those who we're praying for. It even can help our brain heal. When we pray, our, our minds shift, and, and, and there, there's uh, medical evidence of, of when someone's in pain, when they pray, how, how certain neurons will fire, and, and there are ways that our brains just kind of begin to heal. Does that mean that when we pray, when we pray for healing or we pray for, for something to go away, or, or does it? Not necessarily, does it? I'm sure there are plenty of times when you've prayed for something and have prayed for something and it doesn't happen that we're, we're left wondering, God, is, is this the, your will or is it my will that I want this done? And we're left wondering that when we pray for healing and, and we ask for that healing to come and it doesn't come, what do we do? We pray more. We dig in. Because those prayers aren't not heard. It's just calling us to focus. And when we pray and we're willing to, to pray with one another and to confess our sins and, and, and to share with one another that I'm hurting or, or things aren't as easy for me or I'm going through a struggle, you can support one another. And that's how prayers become answered. There's a reason why in AA groups that, that they're willing to have them stand up and, and share what their pains and sorrows are. It's not to judge, it's to love and care for one another. So that way they can say, hey, I've been there too. Let me show you how I did it. It's not to scorn or judge. But we in the church, we, we've messed that up. We have forgotten that we are called in this together. We are in this together. That's the reason why our churches look like boats is because we are in this boat together on this journey of faith. And when we pray for one another and we care for one another, we can walk with one another and assure them that it's going to be all right, even though it may be painful. I'm reminded that um, you know this last like year for me, being in immense pain and hearing people saying, hey, we're praying for you. Did that ease my pain? No, it did not ease my physical pain, but it made me feel better. The pain was still there and, and the struggle was still there, and, but yet I felt better knowing that someone really cared for me. 
And I can't tell you time and time again when we talk with people in the church and, we, and they hear that the care team prayed for them, sent them a card that, that so-and-so dropped by their house or, or the hospital room and that they're, they're caring for them. That's prayer answered. When we become prayer to answer for someone else, that alleviates the pain. It doesn't solve the problem, but it can make us feel better. I have to admit, I can't look at anointing oil and not think about my mom's final hours here on earth. I think about when I came uh, that Sunday evening and, and knew that I was riding with my sisters up to be with my mom, what I thought would be maybe one more time, not realizing it would be the last time. But I'll never forget taking the anointing oil that I had in my car. I always carry some in my car. I, I, it's just a habit because I never know when I need to anoint somebody or, or, or just have that smell. It's a beautiful frankincense smell. And I'll never forget when I anointed my mom's head with oil and, and, and just praying for my mom that, that she'll be okay and that she'll be healed. I'll never forget hearing my sisters being upset with me as they went to kiss her forehead and filling the oil on their lips. And they were upset with me that I was willing to do that. But I was doing it because it's what the church does. We pray for the sick. We sit with them in their dying days. And we just be with them. How do we transform the world? Through prayer. Not just praying for them, but being an answer to prayer for someone. When you know someone's suffering and someone's hurting, how, ask yourself, how can I help them? Or how can I ask them to help them? Yeah, they may turn you away one or two times, but there may be a time where they say, yes, I need your help. And help them, love them, care for them. That's what really James is getting at here. He, he's encouraging us to care for one another. And when we confess our sins to one another, we pray for one another absolve each other of sins of one another and say it'll be okay we'll get through this i want you to hear that you're not alone no matter what you're going through god is with you we have people praying for you and it's going to be okay healing and prayer matter we have to allow ourselves to be healed. We have to let ourselves down. We have to let ourselves go and be present. I love what Charles Farr wrote in, in a leadership article. He said, healing can be a mother picking up a child and soothing, comforting, and strengthening. Too often we look upon healing as an event when it usually is a process. Healing is a process. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than others. But I want to invite you as we prepare ourselves for this time of anointing to ask yourselves, how do I want to be healed? And as you're anointed with oil, spend some time at the rails and just pray and, and pray for God to come on you and work through you. And let yourself go. Healing can happen. But we have to live like we believe it. We have to believe that healing can occur. And it won't look like it's 100% fixed. It may mean that something else, something better came along. And yeah, sometimes when we pray and 
healing takes away a loved one, we find ourselves wondering, did I do it right? You did. And the healing that they received is a way better healing than we can ever imagine. And sometimes we have to trust in the process of healing. And when we allow ourselves to trust in the process, it changes us along the way. And the way that we really heal is by being available, going where needed, and doing what we can. And if all else fails and you don't know what to do and you don't know what to pray, that's where the Lord's Prayer comes in handy. It centers us, focuses us, shapes us, moves us to be a healing presence for the world. You're not alone. God is calling you to be healed on this day. And maybe it's a physical healing. Maybe it's a spiritual healing. Maybe it's a mental healing. You know the healing that you need to ask for. So I invite you to center yourself and invite yourself to allow God to heal you. As we prepare for the the closing part of our service, I invite you to stand and sing hymn number 2193, Lord, listen to your children praying. And let's stand and sing. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. We hope you have a good week, and we ask that you connect with us online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you, and have a good day.